This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Back to another episode of That's a Wrap, Raptors podcast by fans for fans. This is Dre. End of game three, Raptors versus the Magic and the Zebras. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> we've got Jason here, but we actually do not have Jay, who's currently out having a good time watching the Raptors game, probably in a furating time like the two of us. Uh, were you ready to break something, Jason? I w- you know what? I was. I had, fam- I had family over, and I was sweating buckets. Everyone else was uh, reacting to a bad play or a good play, and I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, my God, can please, let's let's get this win. We need home court advantage. I'm just sitting there sweating. But, yes, like you said, Dre, I'm, I'm happy that the Raptors won. Uh, Jay is not with us, but he couldn't help but give some audio for us to react to because he has to give his two cents with his numbers, of course. So why not? Let's listen to some numbers. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for the intro. Uh, Jay Rosales here. What a game. Like Really exciting. And uh, a couple of numbers to go over for this game. I mean, I think from, from a gambler's perspective, for those that gamble, the line going into this game was Raptors by five and a half. Obviously, the Raptors didn't cover that. They hit right at five. So if you're a gambler, you are obviously sitting on the edge of your seat. Um, but a very good victory. You know, at the end of the day, you, you're hoping that the Raptors can kind of come through despite some adversity. I mean, the numbers that will jump out to, uh, that, that are the first thing that everyone's going to probably bring up, uh, right now and in the morning will be Kawhi Leonard. He, you know, at a glance, you see 16 points and 10 boards and you're thinking, it's not a bad game. It's closer to what he did in game one than what he did in game two, right? But, uh, you know, not look further down the uh, box score and you're, you're looking at five of 19, I believe it was, something to that effect. It's easily one of his worst shooting nights of the year. Orlando uh, did a great jo- job of bottling him up. A lot of that, though, was just Kawhi missing shots that he was making quite regularly in game two. He was aggressive in terms of trying to find his shot. They just simply weren't falling. And, um, you know, and credit the Orlando Magic defense, forcing him into six turnovers. And I know that, you know, either Jay or Jay, one of you is going to talk about the fact that the referees probably, uh, I'm going to guess it's Dre. Sorry, I'm going to put you on the spot here. But the, the, the referees had their hand in this. And, you know, we overcame a Mark Davis game in game two, but we just, you can't, overcome two straight horrible reps. So we had Tony Brothers in, in game three, and this is what happens. A lot of fouls uh, weren't called in the Raptors' favor and were called in the Magic favor uh, on the other end. Um, and that's something that, you know, I pointed out at the end of game two. Um, you know, shameless plug here. I, I was on 
CBC radio um, on Friday, and I did point out the fact that, you know, the Raptors fans should be, should brace themselves for a not so favorable whistle. And this is before I've been finding out that Tony Brothers was going to be the referee. But, um, yeah, there were a lot of calls. Like, I mean, the eye test tells you that uh, a lot more calls were going Orlando's way. And uh, it showed the way the, the Raptors played. I'm sure that yeah. a, a different officiating crew would have resulted in Kawhi Leonard having much less than six turnovers. But at the end of the day, that's, that's what it ended up being. He missed a bunch of shots that he should have made. He missed, uh, you know, a lot of foul calls weren't called that, that you know, didn't go his way. Um, and, you know, he had, again, his, his one of his worst games of the season. Having said all of that, a lot of positive numbers come out of this game. Uh, Pascal Siakam, I mean, what can you say about this kid? I mean, he right. continues to improve every single game and, you know, a new playoff career high. And every time the Magic made a run, I remember throughout the first half, um, you know, the Raptors got out to that amazing 10-0 lead. And you think, we just got game two all over again. But the Magic were resilient. Uh, their defense locked in. Uh, you know, as mentioned already, they forced a bunch of turnovers and a bunch of bad shots. But it was Pascal who would, uh, you know, kind of come through. And, you know, in the first half he had, I remember at one point he was uh, 16 points, no misses, you know, and two of two from three. Um, and he just continued that all game long. Um, his new playoff career high made a big difference. Um and then from the Magic side, I mean, I'm sure Orlando fans will bring up the fact that Nikola Vucevic had some outstanding numbers. Um, his obviously his best game of the of the uh, series, but even with 22 points, 14 boards, and six dimes, the Raptors still won points in the paint. Uh, this is for the third straight game. Uh, last game, the Raptors outscored the Magic by 16 points in the paint. Uh, for game one, it was by four, and obviously that, that resulted in a much closer uh, score. But in this one, 44 to 26 points in the paint, and that's with Vucevic going for, off for 22 points. Um, very positive sign from the Raptors. Um, going back to the Raptors as a team, again, another their third straight game now with the Magic have held them under 40% from three. Uh, the Raptors only made 11 from, from downtown. Um, but again, some, some positive signs out of here, right? I mean, if, if, if Kawhi has the kind of game he had, which again, was not good and the Raptors can still pull out a road victory, you know, and, and this was pointed out before the telecast that Orlando had won nine straight, uh, at home heading into the playoffs and that the Raptors had lost six of their last seven playoff road games heading into this one. Very positive sign. Um, the Raptors snatchback home court advantage. They take all, all or any momentum that the Magic were hoping to gain. And now we're back uh, on schedule here. Not to say that the Raptors should take their foot off the pedal, but they could technically lose game two and still, sorry, game four, and still be fine heading into heading back to Toronto. But as we all know, and as we have all been expecting from this Raptor team, um, the, the time is now to kind of, um, you know, step on the neck and kind of put this series out of hand. Um, any additional numbers that are, are worth noting? I mean, a 26 to 19 advantage in assists for the Raptors. Um, they're a little bit heavy on the turnovers with 13. Um, you'd like to see that uh, go down a bit. I mean, I've, I've pointed this out 
many times uh, this season that Kawhi Leonard is someone who is able to get steals while not committing fouls. Um, that wasn't such the case uh, tonight. And again, that this I would like to say that this is more of an outlier than it is the the, the regular. I mean, he had one steal but had six turnovers and three fouls. So you think that that's that's probably more of a rarity. It's not really going to happen. These shots will start falling again, as you saw in game two. So uh, going back to the point about the team, 13 turnovers is a bit in the high end. Um, and uh, I, I would like to think that that's going to improve in the next game. Um, overall, uh, very happy with how, how this game went. Uh, it was tighter than it, it probably should have been. But again, you, you kind of expect Orlando to throw out their, their, their hardest punch there in front of the home crowd. Um, but yeah, let's move on to game four, guys. I've rambled on way too long. Um, you know, over to you guys. All right, so of course Jay had to, you know, give his two cents with the numbers. Uh, he is out and about with his friends, or I think family, I believe. But I'm glad that he, you know, of course he still wanted to talk with us on the raps on the raps end. So I mean, thank you, Jay. He's actually in Orlando. Is he oh. in Orlando right now? Oh my god, damn! That was him. I saw him. I swear to God, I swear. I think it was he Tony was Brothers. Stuff I knew it. Uh, I knew it. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's. You know what? Let's do a little bit of reactionary. What do you think of what Jay's uh, about his Jay's numbers, Dre? Well, I think it's interesting because there's obviously a flip flopping. Kawhi hurts. Vucevic rises from the ashes. You know, we have a lot of um, consistency between the series games so far, but. Uh, it's interesting the power dynamics that shift when uh, certain players are out for the count and certain players are rising on top. And uh, it's very abundantly clear that this was a tight one and both teams are trying to figure out who switches hot. How do we stop him? Kawhi is lacking. How do we, how do we uh, make a productive play on top of this? If you're, if you're Orlando. So obviously there's a shifting power dynamic that both teams were trying to to take in because both teams definitely had lulls, but they both had pretty crazy runs, especially Orlando with uh, with Kawhi's uh, less than stellar effort. What do you think, Jay? Well, see, that, yeah, that's another thing. I think the turnovers were crazy, but uh, honestly, that had to deal with the amount of non calls that that Kawhi had, especially. And right. there was, I, I remember that there was a travel call, uh, but I mean, Aaron Gordon definitely pushed him out the side. And then uh, I, I don't know, like, I, I, I think that I think we can't hark on the fact that this was a really bad officiated game because I don't think it was. I think we just uh, think that Tony Brothers is always against us. But I mean, it, it was, I, I think the biggest number is how many free throws that. Orlando had um, and it's not right. like we weren't the aggressor either we just didn't get any calls but be, even with that we still won that game and we were up by I believe like 17 it's it's keeping that aggressiveness keeping that defense intensity that's what we have to keep going uh, on to game four um, but let's talk about the pauses so I'm going to give you some of the pauses that I thought what, what I saw throughout the game Pascal Siakam is not just an MIP I think he may be the MVP of this team Honestly, like the it, we know that Kawhi is going to have his games and with that, he's also going to have his bad games, too. But Siakam has been so consistent throughout this playoffs, don't you think? Like it's his Absolutely. turn. I don't think anybody can stop him like Isaac. I know that in the beginning of this 
uh, series, I thought that Isaac was going to be a huge problem for Siakam, but they actually had to switch him off to somebody else. And then I believe Terrence Ross had to take him too and just mm, spin move and one boom. 30 points, 11 rebounds, career high across the board, and I think he's going to go for another career high next game or throughout this uh, playoffs. Like it, It's amazing. Knowing that Kawhi isn't having the best game, and you know that Jay gave you the numbers, Siakam is, is another bona fide all-star. Superstar. And he's hitting threes. And he's hitting threes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. that I think we were down by one, and Pascal just coolly, you know, I'm going to drain my, my third three. The only Whatever. lead they had. Unbelievable. Second thing, that Kyle Lowry rebound, that's I, I, Marcus Gasol uh, said it at the end of the game. Kyle Lowry won that game for us. That veteran presence to know no one's going after the ball. All I have to do is run after uh, that rebound, dish it to Danny Green, and then we basically have the game. That was such a massive play that goes without saying. Like I think that's the numbers are going to show that Siakam had an amazing game. Kawhi didn't have a very good game, but that play specifically won us that game and third shot i'm gonna give is also serge Ibaka. so i was giving him crap i was i thought he was playing so crap in the beginning of the game but at first yeah and then i honestly i think maybe either nick nurse or somebody else maybe Kawhi, some vet talked to him said you know what play your game and he played. He defended. He rebounded. He closed out. He he closed every play that Orlando missed. And and he was very effective down the stretch. And I was like, you know, we have to throw Marcus All back in, but he had four fouls. And Serge Ibaka definitely he affected that game as well, knowing that Gasol was in foul trouble. So I I'm glad I was proven wrong. I thought Ibaka has been having a really hard. Uh, series so far and and I, I give him credit I give him credit for bouncing back in the middle of the game adjusting to what Orlando was giving them and I'm and I'm glad that he was very effective down uh, down the line so those are those are my three main positives I sure there's a lot more because you know winning on the road remember Orlando uh, was nine and oh I believe the last last time that they lost was in February in Orlando so kudos to them but Man, that crowd is that crowd is pretty ruckus, man. What do you think, Dre? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's some very some very great points. Uh, I've been saying Siakam's been the most consistent player. Lowry had a bad game one. Leonard's had a bad now game three. Uh, Green's had a bad game two. Mm. Siakam's just been there the entire yes, time. Yes, yes. And his rebounds. The fact that. He's almost averaged a double-double this series. He was one rebound shy game one, I think says a lot. He's been defensively there and offensively there. And this is his uh, his offensive playoff high, over 30 points. But I don't think it's going to be the last time he tops it in this series or even in this playoffs. I think he's going to go higher. I think he's a stellar player. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as for some... Yeah, let's think, let's talk about game yes. four. Let's go. What what are things that to improve upon? Because I mean, we were up by, I think seventeen, close to twenty, and then they they came all the way back, and then it should have. It was a lot tighter than I think Raptor fans wanted to. A lot of a lot of uh, butt clenches. That's for sure. <laughs> what do we got to improve, Andre? Well, before we go into that, I'll do a very mini rant. Um, bad officiating should not determine a game. Tony mm. Brothers, I don't need to say more than that. I'm going to be a, a little <laughs> off course with how you were how you were feeling. Having said all of that, we know Tony Brothers is an awful ref when it comes to being Nikola Jokic. 
to being uh, LeBron James in Cleveland, uh, to being us, the Raptors, to being Carmelo Anthony. He has a bone to pick with some people. We know that. What do we do? We have to tidy things up. When you're Kawhi Leonard and you're being unnecessarily fouled and you're not getting any calls or you're being called for a travel when you're, you're being hacked away at, you've got to find ways to deflect the energy off of you. And I think that's why Kawhi Leonard had a bad game because once nothing was going his way, he started forcing the ball. He started doing mm. shots that he would usually hit, but he was frustrated because if you weren't watching the game, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard – all went to Tony Brothers after the game to basically say, "Hey, we narrowly <laughs> right. What's like, your what's your deal? WTF, yo? <laughs> yeah, you could see it. Like Leonard's not usually this vocal, but he went up to him afterwards. He's basically like, "Hey, what's your damage?" Considering this was a bad Kawhi Leonard game, he still had a number of stat lines. He still got well over ten points. You know, considering it wasn't the worst thing ever. It wasn't a goose egg. It wasn't. The worst statistic is obviously the percentage, but when you're being attacked over and over and over again, of course those numbers are going to dwindle because you're not being called for the foul and you're missing. But again, knowing this going ahead, you've got to deflect the ball off of him. You know the foul trouble is going to accumulate, so what do you do? As Serge Ibaka steps in for Marcus All, perfect. That's mm -hmm. the kind of thing you have to do. Having said that, I'm going to try and deflect off of this kind of discussion now because that's look the raptors always have bad officiating we have to figure out a way to not let that result in poor play on our part out of frustration and smart play so we don't get these kinds of unnecessary calls so the main thing i've noticed that's been a, a an incessant problem these three games so far it's kind of an offense defensive flip we cannot stop their three ball in the way that they can intercept our crazy passes. So we can't stop them the same way. We have to figure out how to get them to stop finding Terrence Ross or finding Augustine or finding Vucevic if he's high. Fournier. Try to intercept it the same way they do. Or for, oh yeah, Fournier as well. Like the way that they swipe the ball from us when we're doing fast ball movement. We have to tighter ball movement on our end, but we also have to be as aware as they are of our ball movement on their end. So therefore, mm. we need to pick up more steals in the way that they're getting from us. Because let's be honest, like they pick the ball from us a lot during our, our fast ball movement. Right. Now, we can easily do the same. The biggest threat they've had so far against the Raptors is every time they knock it out to Terrence Ross or to Fournier or to any of their three ballers. And they have a few, Aaron Gordon as well, let's not forget. And they just bank a shot. And that's how they always start the momentum to get back into the game. If not... Uh, oddly enough, a coincidental off the backboard alley-oop uh, to, to get the first points in the game, but I digress. Vuzovic obviously went off this game. We need to continue doing what we were doing before and shutting him down. I think that was partially because Marcus Gasol was getting into foul trouble, but now we have a taste of what he's like when he's hot in the playoffs. Let's not do that again. Yeah. Uh, it's a yep, little frightening. Yep. Mm -hmm. Danny, Danny Green uh, having a bit of a slump, better than game two, but he needs to pick it up again because I feel like he's letting his emotions get to him because, uh, I, I mean, hey, he didn't score zero this time around, but I feel like he could be an even bigger threat than he currently is. I think he just has to stop letting the, the magic and the referee get to him because he could see he's, be, he's playing very with a very visceral nature that obviously everything's 
you know, it's obviously getting to him. Another person I, I want Fred, uh, I want Fred Van Vliet to, yes. to play a little bit better. I don't, I'm not too sure what it is. Maybe it's just because Orlando was, is very lengthy and it's disruptive, but like his shots not falling that layup. Right. He, he, he did a, uh, try to be a little bit too fancy. I, I don't know when he did like an up and under, I, 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 yeah, I think Fred Van Vliet isn't playing the way he wants to, and you can kind of see it in his emotions as well. Um, so I would want him to have a pickup game. I remember I was tweeting with a couple of people and I was saying how Terrence Ross is going to have a Terrence Ross game. And I think today was it. He almost got the Orlando Magic that win uh, with that comeback. Yeah. But I'm hoping and I'm waiting for Fred VanVleet game. And I think it's going to come. I know that he's a pro or, well, not a very... Uh, like a, a rookie pro, I guess he hasn't been in the league for very long, but I think that he, he has it in him to, to affect the game as much as maybe a Danny green, maybe not so much as a Siakam or a Kawhi, but I feel like he could be a spark off the bench. Uh, or, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Or a Norman Powell. Like, or a Norman Powell. Yeah. Norman yeah, Powell actually like had a really good game too. He was very effective. He, he, he finished his layups. He got a couple of threes. He was uh, disruptive in the defensive end. Like he played, he's been playing very well and frequently yeah. hasn't. Uh, it, it could just be me. I'm not too sure. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we have a lot of things to improve upon. Um, but again, Raptors fans, this is the first round. Uh, the this the Raptors are a better team, and the Raptors have to play it now. Uh, these close games shouldn't happen. We should have a more of a game two kind of outlook. But I give credit to Orlando. You know what I mean? Like they are a good team. I think we're just a better team, and we have to clean up a couple things uh, for game five. But Dre, thank you for joining me. Jay, I hope you're on the next one because we miss you, bud. But until then, I hope I'll talk to you guys Sunday. That's a wrap.